Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. Don't forget the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Internet. Yeah, we back in the back. Don't know you had a long day, but let's inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's loose on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the final night of recon. And of course, this is Deuce from the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And we are very honored and pleased to have with us Mark, the president of HMGS South himself, with us this evening. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Have a great show, great time, and fun to talk with. Well, thank you, sir. Well, I wanted to ask you about uh, the convention, being that you're the president. Also, it's our first year at a brand new venue, and I kind of wanted to ask you your thoughts and kind of what you were thinking on, on everything that's happened so far this year. Oh, I appreciate it. Um, of course, it was a big scramble once we lost our old place. Uh, it's not unusual. A hotel bought out uh, by a corporation yes. who sought to uh, close it down for 10 months, redo it. So that put us into a little bit of a spiral uh, just a couple months before our next convention. Uh, we felt like we hit a home run, like we uh, fell out of a window and landed on a mattress or something. Well, I got to agree with that 110% because I, I'll tell you what, not that the old place was bad. I don't want to cast any shade on them or say anything negative about them, but this place has blown my mind. I mean, they have been so good to us yeah. here, and it, it's the Park Inn by Radisson uh, here in Kissimmee, and I mean, not, I mean, the rooms are lovely. The, the bar and the restaurant area is lovely, right. but the extra mile they went for us where they sat right outside of when you walked outside the convention space. They had a little bar set up where you could get food right. and drinks and things like that, and everything was so well-priced, <laughs> which I, I was very surprised because we here at the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, we do a lot of conventions. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've been to conventions where my lunch was $15, and it, it was – a cheeseburger, French fries, and a Coke, right. and maybe not even a large Coke. Right. So, and and it was fifteen bucks. So to be able to come to a convention and a hot dog's three bucks, fries is a dollar, uh, sodas two dollars, like that's that's uh, amazing. And I think it's right. from the hard work that you guys did. I know um, Dominic, who runs the Pathfinder Society, I believe, listening to your meeting tonight, correct. did a lot of that. Right. Correct. He did. You know, you always need somebody. It, you're just lucky. We're an all-volunteer group. Nobody gets reimbursed or anything. So there's always somebody in the group that goes the extra mile. Somebody's got to put in the legwork, the time, and the effort. And Dominic went overboard on this one and really helped us out. Well, I've got to say for the people at home and our listeners that did not get to actually uh, today be at the, the meeting, the HMGS South Board meeting, what I really enjoyed was the gentleman who runs the Rapier Convention up in Jacksonville right. stood up and was basically saying, 
hey, these guys put in so much work volunteer-wise, they need to get paid, which I thought was a, a nice kudos. And, and I agree with thoroughly because you guys do put in a lot of work, um, you know, and you do a lot of stuff so we can have a fun event like this and we can show up and have a good time. But, you know, our good time sometimes comes at the expense and on the backs of others. And because you guys, how much time do you think you yourself put in every year? Because you do two of these. You do Correct. recon and you do huracan. Uh, how much time and, and what kind of goes into planning these events for you? Um, that's a good question. Uh, various people at various times chip in. I'll tell you what makes it work, and everybody out there I think can sympathize or empathize with it, is that we've got a good group of folks, everybody who actually does work. So many times it comes down to one or two people putting in all the time, all the hours, put it on top of them. And instead we've got a group of folks we can space the work out, which certainly helps. Um, Talk about volunteers, our treasurer is an accountant, our uh, IT guys is a professional computer programmer. We have guys, oh, wow. because of the love of the hobby, and as you point out, the comradeship, I mean, sometimes the games are just an excuse for us all to get together and have a good time, as <laughs> you know. I think that's how most gaming groups start. Yeah. Uh, uh, my good friend Scott, who I, I've known forever, who's your vice president, right. I mean, literally known him since I was actually speaking of the devil. There's Scott now. Hang on just a second, folks. Now, folks, that knocking at the door wasn't wasn't some somebody irreputable. Well, maybe it was, but well, it, maybe it, it's our good buddy Scott from the Lakeland Role Playing Guild, and also the uh, vice president here at HGM South, and he has joined us along with Mark, kind of to talk about recon. And I was asking Mark about how much time you guys put into this event. On the administrative side, um, anywhere. It, it ramps up as we get closer to the show, obviously, because right. more stuff is involved. Um, but anywhere from as little as um, five or six hours a week up to as as much as twenty, depending upon who's doing what. You know, I mean, you know, Dom, I think Dominic undersold himself as far as the amount of time he puts in during dur dur during during those last couple of frantic weeks. Um, and Bill, uh, who, who who handles our website, and and. And for those of you who are regular listeners, may have heard a couple of comments from some of my some of my buddies in, in LRPG. Um, some of some of that is because that there's one of them was an IT guy himself. Um, the website looks good. The website is nice. Certainly, some of the navigation can be a little odd, but once you learn the lay of the land, it's like any map. Once you learn how to read it, you're fine. Yeah. Um, but but Bill puts a lot of work into it. Um, whenever we ask him to, right? Generally, it fl it, it it flies on automatic on autopilot. Right. But if we need him to do anything, we give him a call. Inevitably, yeah. before we hang up the phone, the stuff's done. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you know, it it, it it's it, it considered considering what his real life is. Yeah. Um. You know, we have him on call and pretty much on demand. Um. So it so 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 that's good. Um. But yeah. Um. In general, average, I would say we all spend an hour or two a day for probably five days out of the week. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, and that, and that includes everything from you know just you know general email communications or phone calls with each other right. Right. to you know actually handling stuff that needs to be done and yeah. you know putting out small fires. So, um, but since since the current board has been running. What God? We're on the current set, the current lineup of the board. If I remember correctly, Mark, we've been running for four years, five years with, five the, years, with the current guys. Um, it, we all, 
I've had a couple of drinks, folks, but this is the happy hour, so you're used to this stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, this is this is you know, par for the course. You know, par for us. the course. So yeah. you know, I mean, after five years, we got our shit together. Yeah, yeah. Um, plain and simple. Uh, so a lot of stuff just happens on fucking autopilot. Yeah. Um, uh, only once in a while do we actually have to deal with anything or actually do anything. So so that's a good thing. Right. Prior to five years ago, when you know, when truth be told and completely honest. We were coming out of a chaos period in the chapter. Right. There was a hell of a lot more heavy lifting going on. Okay. Because we were putting, you know, we were dealing with actual structural stuff. We were dealing with institutional things. We were dealing with interpersonal issues. We were putting out raging bonfires. Right. Um, all that stuff's done. All that stuff is behind us. A bunch of people have forgotten about it. We got some people that are that are involved in the shows now who weren't even here back then, who don't know about it. They think it's right. all happy and roses, which is the way we want it. Well, no, I, I, I really think uh, this weekend, number one, there's been absolutely zero problems, which is yeah. amazing. Um, Love to hear that. Yeah, I mean, everybody's had a great time. And you actually, you made a really good point tonight at the meeting because, folks, just so you know, here at Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce listeners, um, basically at the end of recon, the which is the last night, the Saturday night, you basically have your HMGS South board meeting for the year. Correct. Um, and they did that this evening. And in my opinion, it went off without a hitch. Uh, everything at the board meeting went super smooth. But what I like is everybody that is a a paying HMGS South board member can bring up you know, their, their, right. their, their questions, their compliments, their complaints. And we didn't have any of those this year. Um, and I, I think it just went really smooth. And you brought up a very good point during the meeting was you said, raise your hand if you went up to a table and they told you no and not one hand got raised. And it's same thing. You said, if the, was there anybody who said, I want to run a game who wasn't able to raise your hand? And that didn't happen because you guys are such a self-inclusive group that you, I mean, you have the historical miniatures, but you also have the sci-fi and the fantasy and right. the role play and everything else that, you know, everybody can kind of do their own thing and everybody can, it, it, it's kind of like Baskin Robbins. There's 31 flavors, <laughs> exactly. you know, like yep. everybody can pick their flavor and still enjoy something. And I, I think that, that there's got to be a lot of kudos to you yourself, Mark, no, for that. You. Because, I mean, I really think that how smooth everything runs has got to be, you know, put in your court because everything ran without a hitch. The the new hotel, everything ran smoothly, and that and that's a big congratulations to you. No, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, like I say, too, the ni- the nicest thing about it, and you found out about it a little yourself, is yeah. whenever I go to a convention, you came here, you came here yeah. with a nice open mind. What did what rang your bell? What did you want to play? What did you want to do? Didn't matter. Whatever it was, no. you could find something that uh, you wanted to try, even though you never tried it before. Oh, yes. I actually, I did a lot of that, actually. And I, I want to give a very big shout-out, and I've given it to him a couple times. I wish he had a store that I could plug. His name was Rufus. Right. And he ran the Walking Dead game, which I love so much. I literally <laughs> canceled interviews I had for this morning and moved them to later today so I could play it again because I was scheduled for the morning game. Right. But he did such a good job, and it was fun. And, you know, and, and that's... That's um, for the naysayers out there outside the box. Walking Dead isn't historic. Well, at least not yet. Anyway, it's not <laughs> historical. So, uh, you know, it, it, but that's a game you guys had here and I had a lot of fun and it was also great for the merchants because one of the merchants here had the game. I could walk right over. I could purchase the game, the minis and all right. of that. 
And so it's a win-win for everybody. I found a new game that I loved. I had a bunch of fun. And then also the vendors made money too. So everybody kind of wins in that scenario. Yeah, and it makes you feel good too. You don't feel like you're exploiting somebody or taking advantage of somebody in those no. cases. And and that's what I love about the event is is that we all we're all in this hobby that and I don't want to say it's dying because that is not the appropriate word, but there's so many new hobbies out there. There's video right. games, there's there's internet, there's TV, there's so much more that people are attached to now than right. than there used to be. And so it, I like to see the hobby keep moving forward and I like to see us keep, you know, building our ranks and getting fresh blood and I think things right. like that definitely help with that but it also helps with you know if i'm a a a vendor and i want to spend money it's good to know that i'm coming to an event where people are actively buying my products exactly so we also encourage we encourage a lot of the vendors to put on demonstrations put on games or have somebody run a game set it up near their booth like you say i like it gee who sells it guy right over there make it convenient for everybody i want to say the game was called saga because there was a gentleman who was playing right out in front of one of the game booths and they had a lot of the saga stuff. Right. And he was playing the game. And it, it, it was one of those um, just kind of great things that happened. It wasn't like he said, oh, hey, Jim, will you run a saga game? Jim showed up and was going to run saga. And he right. was like, hey, if you're running that anyway, do you mind doing it in front of my booth? Since <laughs> I have all the books and minis and everything right here, right. would you help me out? And it was one of those things where he's like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm playing it anyway, so I might as well play it in front of your booth and you know, do it as a way to drum up business at the same time, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, that, 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 that exactly is one, is, is, is one, is one of the points. Um, uh, the, the Game Master in question... In, in particular, is, is a guy named Frank. Okay. Fra- Frank is a Central Florida gamer from way back. Yeah. Um, back in the old, old days when I was run, was working at a store called the Fantasy Factory, which Kyle and I you know, lament over lament, all the time. Lament yeah. all, all the time because it's been gone for, you know, four and a half years Ugh. now. Um, um, I was, some of his old players, when they were in college, late high school and early college, were players at his table when he was a game master, oh, wow. and they're customers of mine at that store. Right. And these guys are my age or a couple of years older. And again, for you longtime listeners who heard me talk a couple times, we have already established I am not exactly a spring chicken. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that has been well documented on the happy hour. That Scott yes. is not a spring chicken. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, but you know, Frank, Frank is a longtime gamer. Frank Frank is, Frank is a staple of our Central Florida area, yeah. and Frank plays a lot of stuff. And he has yeah. really, really taken to Saga. Uh, it's a it's a good rule set because of my personal my personal life schedule, my work life schedule, and my hobby life schedule. I have yet to have a chance myself to dive into the game, but I've heard awesome things about it, and I've heard great things about how Frank runs it. And the store that he that he set his table up at in front of and. Again, like the last time, yeah. because I don't want to favor anyone. Yeah, we're going to leave the name out over just, anybody yeah. else. But point in fact, that vendor is a Florida is a Florida based vendor and and has been a a, a supporter of our shows for a number of years now, right. uh, going on ten if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, he, but he, if that vendor is listening and wants some advertising, he can always email us at hhpodcastshow at gmail because we'll be more than happy to do that for him. Exactly. Um, but but because both Frank and this vendor have been have been an integral part of our shows, both as, both as product providers, game providers, and members, 
and 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 in some cases, sometimes even you know logistical support behind the scenes for the show itself. Um, it has developed into a, into kind of a family, kind of a cooperative type of effort. That was exactly so, the word I was going to so, use was family. So, so yeah. it, it is not uncommon at all for gamers who are not otherwise affiliated with a particular store or a vendor right. to hook up with them and go, hey, I saw that you have this product. I like that game. I want to run something. Let's work something out for the next show. Yeah. And the vendor and the gamer talk with, talk with our administrative staff for the convention and we make sure that, that table is right. in fr- that game table is in front of that vendor table right so to, to, to streamline the entire process it's a cooperative as we talked about during during a during our second round of drinks during dinner yeah simpatico is yeah. the word that keeps coming up yeah and it was it was definitely very much that and um I think that it really works this kind of symbiotic relationship, if I'm using the right word, yeah. of like yeah. uh, the the club helping the vendors, and then in turn the vendors, um, uh, the the people attending helping the vendors as well. Because like right. you said, you know, he comes and says, "Hey, I'm going to run a game," and he runs a game, and he does it right, right in front of the table, yeah. um, which makes it you know so much better, and also helps him move merchandise. Right, but you hit a word that I really want to expound upon, and that is family. Uh, when I came last year to uh, – actually, that was Huracan was what I came to. Correct. That was a Huracan show. I saw all the same guys that I played with right. and was able to say hi to them and be like, hey, how's it going? You know, it's good to see you. How's everything going? You know, and catch up with those people. And I've got a feeling now that I've kind of become this, I don't know, uh, little brother that you never wanted of the HMGS South <laughs> family – when I come to the next event, I'm looking forward to seeing all those people right. again and being able to be like, hey, what's going on? Besides, you know, because you do in some ways get fragmented just because that's mm-hmm. your home community. Like, prime example, uh, Scott, I'll use you in the Lakeland Role Playing Guild. Right. Those are the guys I play with and I see on a regular basis. Right. But when I come to these shows, I like seeing the guys I get to play with. But I, that might be one of two times I see them a year. It's only exactly. at Huracan and Riacan. But it, you still have those bonds, and I think it's really, really a cool environment. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing, too, is Missicon, and everybody knows it. Yeah. And that includes the dealers. We had one dealer, very popular. He didn't come this time, we knew. But the last time he didn't come, it was just a, a thing. He had to go to a wedding or something. He yeah. just couldn't get out of. Is he okay? Is he sick? Have we called him? That type of thing. Same thing. Is the shop still open? Yeah. 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 Things like that. And I and that's with the gamers. If you come to a couple of our shows, I guarantee you somebody will come to me. You know, have you seen so and so? Have you seen yeah. Deuce? Have you seen this guy? Yeah. You know what's going on? Have they contacted you? Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that was like you know, with ta- taking taking Deuce as an example. I mean, this is something that I, that 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 I that I told Mark in in one of one of our em- one of our email and phone exchanges right. you know uh, in the run up to this current show it's like you know he came out to the last show had a really good time seemed to have a good rapport with yeah. with, with with a couple of the other gamers and a couple of guys that he game with at the last show i saw them see him and actually you know their eyes actually lit up and said hey yeah, man how the hell are on? you and yeah. came over and shook your hand so this is only your second show, and yeah. you're already freaking family. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think that's a big thing. It also doesn't hurt that I wear the same clothes three days in a row, so it's not hard to pick me out. Which, not to say that I'm stinky out there. Yeah. Uh, he, he has four copies of the, uh, same, the, same, of the shirt. same shirt, and he does take a shower. I like to look at it as like John Cena, the pro wrestler. He's got the exact same shirt. Now, he has a clean one every night, but he's got to wear it because they got to sell it at the merch stand, yeah. you know? Yeah. So uh, I, I kind of look at it like yeah. that. Yes, it is – 
the exact same shirt, but I do have multiple. I'm not yeah. wearing I'm not stinky shirt McGee over here. Right. You know, uh, we don't need to perpetrate that kind of role playing a miniature myth. No, we do, we not. do That perpetrates yeah. Gamers itself. Gamers are allergic to soap. When yeah. Right. Yes, that, right. I, I, I love that joke. There's a, a comic book series, gamer-themed comic book series called Dork Tower. And one of, and one of the big jokes, there's a con- in the Dork Tower universe, there is a local convention. And one of the big jokes, everybody's standing in line waiting. It's like, oh, my God, we've been here for two hours. And one of the guys in the group reaches into his pocket and waves over his head and screams loudly, I have a bar of soap and I'm not al- not afraid to use it. And the blind breaks and they go right up to the queue and they get in the door. There you go. <laughs> it is not like that here, No, folks. no. And But and here's another thing, speaking of family, what I like to see, and I saw a lot of it at this convention, and I think it's just because I was here for a much longer period than I was for the last right, one, right. is the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. You see... The dads with the sons. You see the actually it, it's prime example. I went outside today because I had some interviews and there was some skywriting I was looking at, so I was kind of not paying attention. Um, a gentleman came out, one of the older gentlemen I played with, and I was talking to him. Right. In comes his daughter who had just flown, I think, cross country or something mm-hmm. to see him and her husband and the grandkids, going grandpa, and then fast forward four hours and they're all sitting at a gaming table together and i'm like that's really really cool you've got three generations of this family all sitting together at a gaming table playing a game together and i think that that's why we got into the hobby to begin with this because a family and i'm a big proponent of saying you know when you're a kid you only have your family family but once you get older you kind of get to pick your family and this is one of those great examples of being able to pick your family because you know you have all these great friends and you get to make great friends at the show and i definitely think that this is a a great place to to do that and to meet new people especially if you're kind of introverted because we're all we're all kind of at the same boat but it's a safe space where we all kind of enjoy the same thing we all enjoy gaming so no matter what you've got something you can talk to somebody else about is the hobby so, Mark, let me ask you, how did you get into the hobby? Uh, I've been in the hobby, believe it or not, start, and by next year I'll be in the hobby 50 years. Wow. Believe it or not. I that started, little time, really? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was a love of history to start with me. 1968, went away to college, um, got into history very heavily. My dad had been in World War II, so I had that background, that feeling. And then I found this thing, well, you may, may remember some of the old Avalon Hill, some of you are old enough to remember, but they say, yes. you know, you... you the situation. It's uh, June 6, 1944. The Allies are coming ashore, but you're in command or something like that. Yeah. And it just sort of grabbed me. I don't know. And as you said, the social aspect. You're new. You're, I went to the University of Florida, big school. Yes. Sort of like a small part of it. Gators! Go Gators! Gators. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do get a good reception with his hat here. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I do. And, and I love your coffee cup, by the way. Yeah, your 2006 uh, championship coffee mug i've been enjoying that all weekend as well but you talk about social things you know we ended up uh, there's a small war gaming club there i met some other guys different groups you know different things like that so that's that's really how it got, got me started uh, was a love of history and that sort of thing well actually it's funny that you mentioned that because for me as a kid it kind of made me find my love of history because yeah. when when i first was introduced to to war gaming i had a friend named patrick and his dad scott these mm-hmm. uh i went over to his house and his dad in the garage had this huge table with all these little hills and little houses and i'm like okay what is this like i don't you know i don't understand this and so he brought out world war ii stuff and we played a world war ii game and i was like 
this is the greatest thing ever. Like, I was like, this is way better than video games because you actually get to interact, and I feel like right. I have control over the situation. It's not a – a video game gives you a linear situation. You can go from point A to point B to point C, but I can never in the situation say, well, what if I want to go to D or – what if I want to run to Z and see what happens over there? Right, you can't right, right. because the story's linear. Right. Um, but with the war game or any kind of these miniature games, you can kind of do that. You can kind of outthink and game the objective and say, well, what if I want to go to this area over here and see what happens? Or you can kind of play it like that. But through all that and finding this love of miniature gaming, I learned more about history between Kirk D's and Scott and, and all these guys right. than I learned in any of my history classes all throughout college and high school exactly. just because you know you're hands-on with it so exactly. for me it, it gave me a love of history mm -hmm. which was never there before yeah and i, I can i can relate to that let's say um, different people are, are take information in different ways and nothing's probably more boring than trying to listen to a professor especially in a large classroom and get a feel for it but when you're sitting there exactly right you can put your hands on it you can see it it's three-dimensional you can for want of a better word, play with it, manipulate it, however you'd like to. Yeah. You know, once again, it brings you in a, it brings you into an experience not being lectured at or talked at or that sort of thing. No, and it also gives you, it's a good, um, I guess the word I'm looking for is a good safe space to bring up talking points because mm -hmm. one of the first things, because I was in middle school at the time, so probably 13, 14. Right. First time we started playing war games, I never wanted to play, and as I called them, the Nazis. I'm like, I only want to play as the Americans. I don't want to play as the Nazis. And right. then one of the g older gentlemen in the room pulled me aside and said, you got to quit calling them Nazis. And I'm like, well, well, why? They're Nazis. And they're like, no, 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 no. That They're Germans, and they're German soldiers that are fighting for the Nazis, not because they want to, but because they've taken over their home, right. and they have no choice. These are guys just like you and me right. that just happen to be occupied by an occupying force, and it's either you work for them or they kill you. So, you know, he's he's probably the same guy that loved uh, a, a throwing a rod and reel and doing some fishing or going hunting just, just like you and me or, or right. drinking a beer. He's just in a different set of circumstances, right. so you don't need to put that label on them. And that was one of the first history things that I, I, I remember the guy's face, the tone of his voice, his cadence and everything, just because he kind of spoke to me at a level that didn't make me feel dumb or stupid as a kid, right. but also was educational. It's like, oh, I never thought about that. Like, what if some sort of force came in and said, okay, you've got to fight for us? Well, I don't believe in what you're fighting for, but – if I don't, I'm going to get shot too. So, you know, yeah. so it, it was a very good learning experience, which I think all of this as a hobby brings to people. Right. I mean, and, and it, to some extent with the example, with the example of World War II Germany, World War II era Germany, but other nations as well, you know, there may be a government that, 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 that is in control, that has an agenda, that has an actual political viewpoint that may by an objective standpoint be bad or evil or wrong or unethical but there are going to be the folks who live in that city who live in that country yeah even if they are not part of the program even if or even if they are not actually subjected yeah. it's like this is their country they know? have to defend their country they want to somebody, defend their country yeah. they want to stand up for what they're for stand up for the name of their country correct but that's not necessary and 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 that's one of the things that that, that i really have I kind of knew it as, as as a youngster, but getting in the board in the, in the war games, right. even the, even before the historical stuff, even right. just you know, Star Wars was a, was was the big example for me of where it really kind of set in. 
you know, it's like not everybody in the empire was evil. There are only a few number of guys that were evil. Most everybody that was in the empire wanted to bring stability to their home. Right. right? You know, and it's it 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 really it was it. I I have no. I still to this day I don't know why that little that little spark that little light bulb right. went off on my in my head in 1978 after the fourth time I'd seen a Star Wars movie. Right. But it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, th- these regular stormtroopers and these regular navy officers, they're defending their home against people that they see that are that are that are breaking the status quo. Right. That doesn't make them evil. Yes, yeah. fine. Darth Vader's a bad guy. But, right. you know, Ad- Admiral Monty is a jerk, yeah. but he's not necessarily evil. Yeah. He wants to bring peace to his home so he can retire so his kid doesn't have to live through a civil war. Right. You know, and then, I mean, it's really hard when you're, you know, when you're in grade school talking to your friends about, you know, oh, Luke Skywalker is so cool. It's like, yeah, but, you know. He's kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah. <'cause laughs> He's kind of, you know, going you know, and blowing stuff up. Right. Uh, you know, like. They don't belong to him. They don't belong to him. Right, exactly. I mean, and then and then once <laughs> I actually got started getting more, more into history, through my through my school education and right. then getting into it through the gaming, you really start to see that it's like you know, the, the the Nazis in Germany. I mean, it was a party and they did have a, they did have some divisions in the military, but rank and file were just regular guys. Yeah, you know, and it's like it 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 really that's one of the things brings that perspective. I brings think perspective. Is the word I'm the, looking the, for the perspective yeah. and depth of the historical moment is what. One of the things that I love so dearly about the hobby, yeah. and being able to play, you know, in in you know, Mark runs a fantastic World War II game. Yes, uh, I, I got I, to play last time. Yeah, you got to play last time. I've talked about it a couple times in the podcast yes. before. Yeah. I'd be more than happy to wax poetically about it again. <laughs> yeah, um, you Need know, my new PR agent. Yes, <laughs> yes, he does a really good job, by the way. You know, it, it, you know, you really get this fantastic new perspective on things. And you get to see a fuller picture besides just the plain black and white, good guy, bad guy, and also something more meaningful than just the recitation of dates. Yeah, because I remember in school that was a big thing. Right, is, that was how dates. that's how we're taught his history. And yeah, of course, kids are not going to like history if that's all you do. Right. But if you give them an interactive, if you get, the, if you give them something that has some depth to it, that exposes, you know, it's like, all right. Here is what happened. Sure, here is a date. Here is an event. But here is why. Here is what the culture sounded like. Here is yeah. what the culture felt like. What they were thinking about. Yeah. I, the since I started with this club and started expanding one of my personal role playing fantasy science fiction role playing games with a historical element, I have learned so much more about the social structure, the social attitudes. And the and 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 the philosophical belief systems that were inherent in all of the different elements of French society during the Napoleonic era, the, the French Revolution prior, yeah. and then the the subsequent Napoleonic era, it makes so much more sense. And you see, you immediately see the larger picture of what else was going on in the rest of Europe. Right. Yeah, you know, France was the France was ground zero for a massive cultural revolution. Yeah. The royalists were 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 getting shunted out. The nobility structure was getting shown, and the common man was rising up and taking his rightful place. Right. Mm-hmm. If it had not been for the for the pinheaded decisions that that the French royalty and the French nobility were making, there never would have been a raid on the Bastille, and we would never have democracy as we actually know it. Right. 
Well, you know, the interesting thing, though, is that we've been talking, something that occurred to me, though, is the question that we always get, especially from folks who don't game at all, is aren't you trivializing what happened? Aren't you um, belittling it? Aren't you glorifying? Uh, and first of all, our first statement is always, you know, just understand, lead soldiers don't, live, don't leave lead widows and lead orphans. Yes. You know, so first of all. Um, second of all, they don't seem to understand. I remember in the, the game you played, I remember, you were on the right flank, I right. remember. You had to face, probably for the first time, you never thought of the terrain of Malta. You never yeah. thought about, if I'm going to advance in that area, how am I going to do it? Right. How it's a problem. It becomes something that, that you can feel, that you can work, that you can... It, but you never would have gotten otherwise. No. And at no time were you glorifying, you know, the fact you, in fact, you were uh, Italian, right? Yes. Uh, Italian forces, that you were glorifying the Italian military or the Axis forces or anything no. like that. You know, it was more, it was enjoyable. Yeah. And just because it was enjoyable didn't make it more trivial. No. Or, or, uh, Actually, or to sell it. Actually, to me personally, it gives me more respect for the situations and go. more respect for the men and women going into that. And also, I had the honor and privilege at that game and also games this weekend playing with a lot of members of our armed forces. Right. These are men and women that are actually going out there and fighting for our freedoms. And when you actually sit next to somebody like that, right. not only do you, you see things differently, it it really puts things in perspective. Like, right. this is a guy that's really been there and gone through right. situation, not the exact same, but situations similar to this. So they know what's going on when the bullets start flying. Right. And so having their in input and intuition in a game also is great just from a player standpoint, but also just as a person, just because right, having their presence, having there. their presence there and an appreciation. And I, and I don't think in any way our hobby glorifies war or violence or anything like that. I think, um, and it, it's kind of something Scott said in the last podcast and something you actually brought up at the meeting, you know, our fine hobby goes all the way back to, uh, HG Wells right. when they were playing with toy soldiers in his living room, basically on yeah. the floor. Um, and it's a hobby that's been passed down for years and years and years and years. Right. But I, I, I definitely think it's it's almost uh, chess move four or five moves uh, ahead mm -hmm. because there's so many moving parts. But it's something that makes you think, makes you think tactics, makes you think um, just really kind of complex problems in your head, right. which is great. But, yeah, I, I never at any point in the hobby ever thought that we were glorifying right. anything um, and, and, cer that, and certainly not trivializing. No, right? I, 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 I myself, Mark, have heard, have heard that argument from right. from, from from folks too. I, I mean, in when they look at the historical market, even when they look at fantasy and science fiction, even more so in that regard, because it because it is fantastical, because right. it's totally fictionalized. But it, it, especially with the historical games, I look at it more as 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 a as a small scale, all lower case, quiet tribute and honoring of yes. of of the events that we're depicting the events that led up to them and most importantly the folks that were actually on the field that we are pretending right. is in front of us right because um, you know I, you know your mark your game that I played in this morning right you know on the one hand as a player you know I was ecstatic because you know I've been running running a tank regiment I effectively became an ace because I knocked out you know five tanks but in the scale that we're playing with this particular game each tank represents a company of tanks ah and if you're actually really a platoon a platoon I'm sorry I'm sorry a platoon of tanks so when you actually step back and think about it yeah fine I'm a gamer I'm going woohoo yeah alright I got you know, I'm an ace yeah 
But objectively, like, okay, I have just pretend killed 150 men. Yeah, 25 you know, tanks. 25 yeah. tanks. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, it's, it, I mean, it, it, it's, I, and it, and it puts things in perspective. It puts, it puts things in perspective, yeah. you know, and especially that particular scenario, the, you know, the, uh, you know, run up to the, to the, to the breaking of the siege of Tobruk. Um, we actually, for all the carnage that happened on the pretend battlefield, right. It was pretty much exactly the same carnage that happened in the real life battlefield. Right. You sit back and you look at that. You s- and we see all the really cool, you know, colored, uh, colored cotton balls that represent little smoke clouds with little. With little oh, they had light. little blinkers on little them, blinkers which I thought was great them. because Aren't it made them actually yeah. look like that. It's actually a fire going off, yeah. which you know, I think so, is brilliant. So, Whoever came know, up with know, that it's idea. Visu- it's visually eye catching. It makes all the all the gamers go, "Oh yes, we got a blinky." But but when it all gets done and you sit back and look. And then you look at the history book at what happened. Right. It's like, wow, we ended up doing the same thing. Yeah. And wow, look at all the that's carnage. heavy. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's you know, you have the momentary spur of yeah. whoo, then, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, you, you definitely got to think about yeah. it, and it and it kind of puts everything in perspective. And, and guys, we got to take a quick break because we got to pay some bills, and we're going to be right back with more of the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color. Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. And what what do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. We're back with the happy hour and Johnny Deuce. And Mark, I actually wanted to ask you, and number one, thank you, because you let me be a part of your world-famous, I will say, Friday night <laughs> bike game. And I had so much fun, and thank, thank you, sir. You. And that goes, one of our shout-out to one of our members, Joe Queso, puts yes. that on and does a super job, doesn't he? He does. He does an amazing job. I had so much fun. And it's 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 the, the beer and pretzel game of Friday night, Absolutely. if you will. And it's fun, and it's just a good time. But it was a great time to meet – like the guys I played with last night, I've seen all today and talked right. to about the game today. And your your wife still holds the record of his. <laughs> his Mark's wife is the sniper in the game, guys. So basically, and, and in real life, Kathy is the sweetest creature <laughs> yes. on earth. Yes, I actually you have a, a on, funny Kathy on a story oh, okay. to She's tell a you in a minute. Yeah, she. Uh, so basically, what the game is is it's it's forty k bikes is what we were playing with, right. and you you make three laps around the track. Well, basically, it's kind of like a death race or a thunderdome. <laughs> of as soon as you get through basically the first round, 
the game the uh, guns go hot and then you can start lighting each other up. Right. Now, if you roll doubles, the sniper takes a shot at you, which is played by Mark's lovely wife. And again, <laughs> is in historical fashion, she knocked you out of the game again. For the fifth time in, in a row. row. Yes. Wow. In fact, the only time I've never won the game. The only time I was close, I was three inches from the finish line. I threw doubles and she killed me. You know, so you know, at the game table, she beats you. In real life, she beats you because because they were both in the armed services. Oh, and really? She outranked him. Yeah, really. She outranked him. Believe it or not, she was a full colonel. Really? In the engineers too. Oh wow! Yeah, so, so she knew she knew her she stuff. Knew, yeah, yeah, she knew what she was doing because yeah. was she in the the army? What's it called? Uh, the uh, Army Corps of Engineers? Uh, uh, no, she right. was in the Army Combat Engineers. Oh wow! Right. Yeah, so. Whereas Mark was only in the Air Force. Oh, yes, okay. Now, granted, granted, he had catered lunches. Yeah, but. but. <laughs> <laughs> we call oh. it the quasi-military being in the Air Force. Exactly. Oh, is that, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I, quick, quick sidebar. And, sure. And, and, and for those of you folks that are out there that, that are not in the armed services, and, and I really, by all rights, should not be making these jokes because I never was. Right. But I know so many guys that are. I know yeah. the stories. So if you're not in the armed services, you're think you're going to think that this is like really really harsh harsh crap that's right. getting thrown. Yeah. But guys that are in the armed services will are be, chuckling are and laughing at this because they know exactly yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And you know, Mark was Mark was an officer right. in, in the in the U.S. Air Force, so he knows his story. And, and in fact, this is what he told me. This is why I related it. A couple of years ago, I was in line at a, at a grocery store. And, and and they had a little a little thing at the side of you want to make a donation to you know to the armed services. Right. I said, said I you know I do that as a as a regular course anyway. I said yeah. okay, well I appreciate that because you know because in fact my son you know is, is getting you know just got activated and is getting deployed. It's like really where's he going? I said well, well well he's going over to Afghanistan. You know, it's like, oh wow, I'm really sorry to hear that. It's like yeah. oh, he's, he's going in. It's like yeah, you know he he he's in the Air Force and you know and and. You know, and and he's you know he he he's a non commissioned officer and he's going over to the air force. Okay, so he's going to the air force and he's going to. Okay, I know where he's going. He's not actually going to Afghanistan, and yeah. he's going to have an air conditioned tent with catered meals. He's yeah. going to be fine. He's going to okay? be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it it it, 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 it it's funny because we feel we feel kind of military family adjacent being in this hobby because right. we know so many we know so many so many people and and a, and a big salute to all of our. Uh, members past and present of the military service and, and god bless you for everything you do but uh, a, a lovely it, it, since we're doing sidebar stories right. stories about your wife so Uh-oh. she was yeah. doing the pre-check-in right. so i got in the pre-check-in line on, on uh, thursday or no excuse me it's friday morning and i said yeah my name's deuce i'm here with happy hour johnny and deuce and she's like well you know blah 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 blah, blah. well you need to pay and i'm like well ma'am i'm prepaid and she's like um, I don't think so. And I said, well, ma'am, I'm with the media. And she's like, you're with the media. Like she gave me a look like, what is the media doing here? Like, like, like what? what I, I don't understand. Like, what are we going to be on Fox news or something? You know, like it just, it totally went over her head that I, I was with the podcast for right. a bit. And then I explained it to her. And actually, I think it was you that came up to the desk and, and filled her in and everything. Right. But it was, it was so hysterical. Just the, I, I wish I could have got a picture of the look at her face. Like I, the I can picture media. It, I so, Oh man, but it, it's been a hoot. We've had so much fun. But the the other thing I, I want to, especially before we wrap up, right. I want to give a big shout out to was I got to experience the Friday night um, flea market. 
which was utter amazing. Chaos, right? Utter <laughs> chaos, but I loved every minute of it. And it was funny because I, I told two stories to Patrick, and I don't, I don't know if – or excuse me, not Patrick. Uh, Dominic of the Pathfinders Association. Sorry sorry about that, Dominic. I told him the story, and, and, and your opinion of it might be different. I saw they had two Firefly board games that I wanted, right. and it, it was going to be like 60 bucks for the two, which is a great price. But I walked by with Scott, and I said, you know, I really, really want them, but I know what's going to happen. I'm going to buy them. I'm going right. to put them on my shelf. They're going to collect dust, right. just like it's been doing for this guy that's selling them now at half price. Right. So basically, all I'm doing is taking his stuff and putting it on my shelf to collect dust instead of his. Right. So I'm just transferring the dust collector, basically. So I was like, uh, I, you know, I think I dodged a bullet on that one. And then Dominic was like, you didn't dodge a bullet. You missed kissing a supermodel because he's like, that game is great. It's a lot of fun. I just, I, I as much hate to say it. I don't have a group of people that I get to board game with or yeah. game with a lot. So because I do, I've got in my office, I've got two bookshelves full of RPG books right. and yeah. war gaming books and miniature books of stuff I never get to play just because you don't have a group. But that's the great thing about these conventions because I could come, I find people that it, we have that camaraderie and that, yeah. that kind of love of the same hobby. And then I can, like, prime example, I've been wanting to play that Walking Dead game, and somebody was running it. So right. I got to play it, and I'm like, I love this game. I think I'm going to go pick it up. You exactly. know? So it can collect dust on the shelf with all the <laughs> 30 other things I've got collecting dust on my shelf. Oh, but, you're yeah. turn, turn around and be a, G, a game master at one of the shows? Well, and that was on. the other thing that I was thinking about today because it, you, you made a good point uh, just because of the fact that, you know, um, some people maybe had complained that certain games weren't getting run, but my counter-argument to that is where are the GMs to run them? Correct. You can't complain that a game is not being run when somebody is not stepping up to run so said game. You know, it, it'd be one thing if they said, oh, I want to run this game, and you're like, nah. But that has never, in in my opinion, that I know of, ever happened nope. with, with with this convention or any of the conventions you guys run because you guys are so open and loving right. of everybody. You're like, sure, we can get you a table. That's yeah. no problem at all. Um, so, you know, it kind of threw the gauntlet down for me that maybe – I need to look at some stuff and see what I can do. And maybe, you know, also I, I want to throw the gauntlet down when we get back to the LRPG, uh, the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild, and be right. like, look, guys, you know, we need to get a bigger presence of our group out here because mm -hmm. we, we've we've got the talent. we got the game masters. We just got to get you out to Kissimmee to run it. And the good yeah. thing with us, we're probably a lot closer than some of these other guys because, I mean, we I was playing with guys from Venice this morning, right. guys from Jacksonville, guys from – Goodness, I think I played with a couple guys that said they were from Mobile, from yeah. Alabama. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, guys are coming from out of state to play. We're an hour away, or an hour and a half, depending on how you want to draw the line. But I Or mean, depending on a car accidents on I-4. Exactly. <laughs> Lord, Friday's yeah. murder. Yeah, that's what Eric told me. Yeah. Uh, give a, a good shout-out to our friend Eric from the Just Ice League, Mr. Cupcake himself. Um, he, yeah, he was telling us his nightmare story about getting here on Friday because I guess yeah. it was two and a half hours or something delay. Something yeah. crazy. Yeah. But that's that's another prime example. Like he came. I don't know how many games he actually had on the actual docket. The Pell. Uh, he did not actually have any official games yeah. on the grid because personal life had gone completely nuclear. Yeah. During the spring, so he just didn't have enough time to prep anything formally. But despite that. He's run like three or four he, frostbite, he, or what they he, call. He, he he has run, he's running his fourth frostgrave game. Frostgrave, right not now. frostbite. Yeah, 
you know, I mean. Although the other one sounds interesting. Yeah, Frostbite, yeah. <laughs> that definitely sounds like a World War Two game, Frostbite. Like, like how, how do we not get Frostbite? So, Ooh, you know, actually, that would be a good theme for an upcoming show. We do Frostbite. So we have you know, War on the Russian Front or in the Napoleonic era, World War Two era. I mean, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Korea. We, we, could, we, we could. crank the AC down to about 62, <laughs> and then we make it as yeah. realistic as possible. Everybody's got to be in T-shirts. I could, I, could, yeah. I could run stuff from, from my Pulp World War Two RPG game. Based based on an essay from my gaming hero Kenneth Height, an essay called "The Antarctic Space Nazis," because yeah. they did the redoubt in Antarctica. They actually work with aliens. They're clones. It's fan- it, it, it's brilliant stuff. Kenneth yeah. Height is my personal gaming god. Well, I mean, yeah, and and I think that you know it, it was nice to see, uh, like I said, with Mister Cupcake, that like he came, he brought his stuff, and he just yeah. like threw down and was like running tables, and he's like, oh, okay, we got empty tables, which uh, another big. Uh, kudos to you and also to the the park in by Radisson. We had so many extra tables this year because right. the room is so much bigger. It is. That we had a lot of extra room for pickup games to where people were like, okay, I brought my stuff. I want to play a game. There were Which tables got available. Used. Yes. That's Which fantastic. Yeah. But it also, I think it kind of puts you, as I like to say, in the catbird seat right. because of the fact that you've got the room to grow. Exactly. Because you're in such a, a bigger space now that I think it's it's just going to just keep growing and growing. And and the, the convention as a whole, I mean, I love it. I have a great time. I know our listeners have a great time coming out, and I just I just want to see it keep growing. And, and with that, I lead to probably one of my final questions for the night is, where do you see all of this HGMGS South, Recon, Huracan going in the future? Yeah, it's a good question. It's one of the things that came up, as you probably heard at the board meeting. The fact is some people measure success by how big it gets. Right. You know? And what we're looking at, you're right, we picked this facility because we felt we had more to offer. There's more guys out there that we could grow right. another 50, 100 easily, right. even more than that. But as I told everybody, I never remember a convention I had fun at simply because it was bigger than something else. Right. You know, it's always the experience I had, and that's what we want to preserve is that experience. The same thing you had when you came here first. First, that you're welcome. We never get that big that you're not welcome, that there's something for you to play with, that you leave and you say, darn, I just had a great time. Yeah. You know, it's uh, and so I think uh, what we're looking at is – Gradual expansion, but never so big that we lose that personal touch. No, because you never want to become, and I, and I hate to throw a couple of people under the bus, you never want to co- become these mega cons, these exactly. super ginormous conventions where you, there, there's so many people that you don't get the, the family nature and the love because that's what I love about this convention. Like, I see guys I've seen every time, and we can run each other, we can have a conversation and talk. Right. But when you've got a convention as big as MegaCon where you're taking up the entire uh, you know Orlando Convention Center, yeah. you, you, you might never see that person during the day because there's the so many yeah. people there. Right. A- exactly. I mean, even though our shows are sitting about 300 or 325 on yeah. attendance, which is, which is a good show. But, yeah. you know, for those for those of you folks out there in Podland yeah. who aren't familiar with how gaming conventions work, 300 325, it's not a small show by any means. Means for but, gaming. But we also are not gigantic. Right. We are, we are a good size, and we have, as Kyle just said, we have a much bigger game space right now right. with with the new venue right but you walk in that front door you can see the whole room and you can see the guy who you love dearly yeah but you only see twice a year right. yeah and he can see you as soon as you hit the door you walk into orlando convention center 
I go to Gen Con. I love going to Gen Con. Right. But there's 65,000 fucking people there. <laughs> yeah. You cannot see the guy you only see once a year when you walk in that room. I it's couldn't impossible. see my own mother walking in that <laughs> exactly. room, much it, less a guy I see twice a year. It, it, so, it, yeah. It, it, exactly. So, you know, we yes, we – in fact, honest – truth be told, I actually want us to grow a little bit more than Mark wants us to grow. Right. But, 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 which is fair. Which is totally fair. But by the same token, I – I want us to grow smart, right? And by good, growing good sm- and by growing smart, it is a matter of making sure that we keep our regular attendees and our regular game masters right. satisfied, happy, and feeling like family. Right. The more like a family that they feel, the more comfortable they feel. More organic, maybe. More organic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like exactly. You know, it, when when LRPG first started coming to the shows back in two thousand and one, you know. Our, our our first three shows with you, admittedly, were rough. I had a I had a lot of whip cracking and a lot of cat hurting right. to get my folks to keep coming because, in all honesty, we were playing amongst ourselves. Yeah. And the question was raised, why don't why the hell don't we just stay home and we can save a few bucks? Because this is a convention. We're a gaming club. We should we should help support another the gaming, gaming club, club and get our name out there and get exposure and. A couple of them said, yeah, whatever, but a few of them stuck with it. And by our fifth show, Mark, you remember, you, right. were, you were actually you were running the convention that year. Right. We had 36 goddamn games on the grid right. just under our name, right. yeah. and we had 118 asses in seats. Well, that's great. You know, it, it has fallen off since, but it will come back again. It, 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 that's why it's organic, because there is an ebb and flow. It is a tide. Not everybody is going to be packing out a game no. every single time. But if you make them feel comfortable and make them feel welcome and they still feel like they're part of a process and part of a family, right? they will stay with us and they will ride out that low tide. Yeah. But – and I, I think – to throw MegaCon under the bus again, just, <laughs> just because I absolutely love and adore doing that, you, do you – Brought to you by – what, that's a, yeah, don't don't take my joke. Don't take my joke. It, is you know? Do you want this family friendly event, or do you want HMGS South Huracan brought to you by Geico? You know, exactly. or, yeah. or where it's like you know, commercialized this, beyond this table all. That, is brought imagine. to you by Nationwide is on your side. Yeah. So you know, Wait, what do, do you want? Do you have, do you have to write a check to anybody after what you just said? No, they actually pay me. So <laughs> that's how that works. Product placement. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm pretty sure the gecko is supposed to be here in 35 to drop off that check. So, uh, but uh, but no, I mean, do you do you want it to be family friendly, or do you just want to be commercialized to the gills? And and I love this convention, and that's why we we love as a show going to these conventions that are family friendly and that are, are homegrown and organic right. because we feel the love there because we're not going to feel that kind of love at a at a at a megacon right. because they don't give two shits if we show up or not exactly they're still going to get the people coming they're still going to get their paycheck so they could care less if you know the happy hour with johnny and Deuce shows up and it doesn't matter how many people we bring to the door because they're like well we were going to you know, get X amount of attendees right. anyway, and okay, maybe you gave us another four hundred, but who cares because we've already cleared our check. Right. So, but you've lost two thousand because all your Walking Dead guests have left you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, the Boondock Saints, all those guys left. Oh, they're out too. They're out too. Wow. Dude, like they, that airplane's augering into the ground. Well, and, and here's here was the rub, and and just because I, I found this out through a friend of a friend, 
when you bought your ticket right and your ticket is paid for you cannot return it so mm-hmm. if i'm like hey i want to go see jeffrey d morgan or i want to see um one of the boondock saints guys or right. the guy that plays daryl um Help me of out course, on everyone wants to see Daryl. Yeah, uh, from the Boondock Saints as well. Uh, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Uh, yeah, yeah, had a brain fart there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Boondock Saints, like, oh, I want to see Norman Reedus. Well, right. you canceled. I don't want to go anymore. Can I please get a refund? No, the tickets are not refundable. Right. So you're saying, I haven't even shown up to your event yet, but because I was a fan and I bought a ticket, you know, six months ago because you said this person was going to be there and they canceled. Now I can't get my money back. Right. I kind of have a little bit of a problem with that because I haven't gone. I haven't walked through. It's one thing if I walk through your door and I'm eating your time and I'm eating up your, 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 you know, I get that. But I haven't even shown up and I'm like, I, I just don't, I don't want to go anymore. Why, you know. And part of the ticket price that you just paid to see yeah. this person was going to pay that person. Yeah. That person isn't coming, so you're not have to pay him. Pay him, so why can't I get, I don't, that, that's a whole other argument for another day. But it, 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 it irks me. But that is why we love these these little conventions. Because I can tell you right now, if somebody called up and was like, hey, you know, I had a death in a family or, you know, right. my, my kid got sick and I'm not going to make it this weekend. You would have refunded them money without oh, blinking an eye. You'd have been right. like, hey, check's in the mail. I'm, I'm yeah. really sorry about your loss, or I'm sorry, you know, right. little Johnny's sick this weekend. Well, you know, we're refunding you the money as you speak. But it's, you know, the these these big corporate brought to you by Geico uh, conventions, they just don't care. And and I think that that, if nothing else, that guy should be your tagline, HGMS South, where we care. Because, you know, it is, it's a family-friendly event, and, right. it, and it's just nice to have an event where you make all these new friends, which I cannot stress that enough, guys. If you guys are role players and you're gamers and you're miniature gamers, there's not a more fun event you can come to every year. And there's not an event where you will feel more welcomed and at home and make as many new friends as this one. So, guys, tell all of our listeners how they can find you and how they can find out about the next uh, year and the next conventions coming up. Easiest way is go on our website, hmgs-south.com. Right. We have all the information on our upcoming conventions. You also have a link. We have an active Yahoo group for discussion. You've got questions. You've got concerns. So we have our own discussion area. Right. And we're looking at uh, some things in the future, too, that I think folks are going to like about automating some of the systems. Right. Keep you guys involved. But, yeah, the easiest way, go to our website and then plug into our Yahoo discussion group. Awesome. And our next our next show, Huracan 2017, which will be happening the last full weekend of September. 28th yes. September to 1 October. Yep. Thank you for the sober. He can remember the dates. <laughs> well, actually, I brought the flyers and put them up there just so you'd have them to read later. <laughs> okay, but, all right. But, so, but I'm sitting here and they're over there. They're over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's but, not but, happening. But, but anyway, September yeah. t- September. Uh, 2017 for Huracan 2017. Which Dark Ages is a theme. Our oh, theme yeah. is Dark Ages. Uh, Frank and 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 the currently unnamed vendor whom we right. talked about earlier in the, earlier in the in the episode. Right. Uh, will be running a a a, a tournament a tournament esque style system of multiple games. Okay. For the Saga miniature oh, nice. skirmish based yeah. war uh, war game system, which is a Dark Ages based system. Uh, I'm looking forward to that because I mean, I mean, Frank puts on a good table. He's got some great miniatures, got yeah, some great does. terrain. Yes, I'm looking forward to seeing that on multiple tables throughout the entire weekend. And there's a bunch of guys that are in our group that play it. And from what I understand, um, it's a relatively simple, as far as war games go, right. it's a relatively simple, straightforward, quick to get into rule set. Right. Um, so you know, so you have that too. So I'm ex- I'm expecting to actually get a. F- a a few extra folks right. that we normally wouldn't get. Um, right. 
because because it's saga and there and there and there is a nice following for it um but but yeah dark ages is the theme and the cool thing with how we do our themes you know the theme may have a center point but if you can interpret the theme for another era right that's cool too yeah um uh, you know, so I mean, dark. I mean, for example, I mean, you know, uh, me and some of my crew, you know, we do a lot of science fiction, right? And there is a version of the BattleTech science fiction system, right. which has its own Dark Ages, right? W- where are we talking about having at least one miniature game, maybe an RPG, but right. the miniature right. game is more likely set in the Dark Ages period of that, yeah. right? Um, you know, Dark Age, and you do something in, the, in, the, in like a cyberpunk type of type of a vibe, which is you know very dark. Or even age. like a forty k like 40K. dark ages. I mean, the, yeah. pretty much every it, it system, no matter what it is, has some sort of dark ages exactly. period. It, exactly, which is I mean, which is why we you know we have the themes because it has a nice flavor hook. Yeah. Right? But we don't force everybody to be pigeonholed with the literal interpretation of, of that the dark theme. ages. Yeah. Take it, have some fun with it. Yeah, and I think that that's what's going to be great about it. And and how can they find you guys on the web? Uh, again, uh, that would be hmgs-south.com. Awesome. And I want to thank Scott and Mark, both board members at HGM South, for coming on the show tonight. And, and number one, thank you guys so much for having us. Well, as thank you for coming out. Yes. No, not at all. Yeah. We have totally loved it and enjoyed it, and, and thank you so much. And, and speaking of enjoy, you guys at home can enjoy us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show, on Twitter at HH podcast show, and at soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. We're at over, as of this taping, we're over 160, no, excuse me, 263 episodes. So you can go back and you can find all of our older episodes there and find something that you like. And you can find our episode where I talked about where I went to Huracan last year and our recon episodes before the show. And we're going to have a couple of after show uh, episodes about recon that you're going to want to check out as well. And you can hear my fantastic voice at least three times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> actually, Johnny has decided, I think he actually likes editing your vo- voice more than mine because he's like, Scott has, just has a radio voice. Like, he's got the cadence, and it does, like, because I, I, I haven't decided if I'm narcissistic or what it is, but I like listening to my own product just because you want to hear it back, and you want to kind of, like, hear how everything turned out. But anytime right. Scott's on, I always probably listen to it at least twice just because it is. It's a good cadence, and it's always yeah. fun to listen to. Um, also, don't forget, guys, check us out, show at gmail.com, and send us your emails. Also, our good buddy Buck, the Mega Buck, from Retro Game Treasure. We're going to the uh, Retro Game Treasure compound again, and we want to take your questions. So send the questions at Ask the Buck in the subject line to show at gmail.com. And, of course, when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag Happy Hour Podcast. Hashtag HHPodcastShow. And, as always, hashtag Deuces on the Loose. Later, guys. <laughs>